Welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola from clevergirlfinance.com. So for today's episode, I am really excited to introduce you to my guest. Her name is Rochelle Graham Campbell, and she's the co-founder and CEO of Ali K Naturals, and she's been coined a beauty pioneer by Essence Magazine. She's also a YouTube guru with over 100,000 subscribers and 15 million views on her channel, as well as an influencer, a philanthropist, and a speaker. Rochelle started Ali K Naturals alongside her husband, who is her co-founder, with only $100 initial investment, and she has since built it into a multi-million dollar brand that's carried in over 150 locations worldwide at places like Target, Rite Aid, Kroger, and CVS, and in countries like the US, France, Netherlands, Canada, the UK, Jamaica, Bermuda. She is amazing. <laughs> and so on this episode, Rochelle shares how she started Ali K Naturals with only $100 while in college, working multiple jobs, including waiting tables at Olive Garden, delivering newspapers at night, and working as a CNA. She talks about the step-by-step approach as to how she built her business from that initial $100 to millions of dollars in sales with no outside investment and is still operating as a debt-free, highly profitable business. She talks about her biggest business challenges and successes and how not to get hung up on perfection and instead focus on creating your best product based on what you have now, despite any financial hangups you may be experiencing. She also shares what financial freedom looks like for her right now in her life after she's made all the sacrifices and put in all the incredible hard work to building this business. And she shares three pieces of advice for entrepreneurs who are starting from the bottom up with nothing, hoping to achieve her level of massive success. Ladies, this is an incredible episode. I had a great time talking to Rochelle and she shared so many gems, so much valuable information. So make those mental notes on what you should be doing after you listen to this podcast, if you're driving or working out, if you're at your desk, in your office, wherever you are, and you can write things down, grab your notebook and take some notes. This was an awesome episode. But before we dive in, be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. And please tell your friends and also head over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast so other amazing women just like you can find the podcast as well. And be sure to stop by clevergirlfinance.com and subscribe there as well so you can get access to my resource library as well as our epic Clever Girl Facebook community. And also there is always brand new content on the website every single week. So stop by and check it out. Now let's get into this amazing conversation. Conversation I had with Rochelle. Hey, Rochelle. Hi. Welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. I am super excited to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really um, excited to be able to talk to you today as well. Same here. And I'd love for you to introduce yourself to my listeners, tell them who you are and what you do. Sure. So my name is Rochelle Graham Campbell. I am a mother, a wife, and of course, the CEO of the award-winning brand, Allocate Naturals. Um, my company is a line of luxury hair and skincare products that I co-founded with my husband while I was still in college. Amazing. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and Rochelle, you didn't mention the fact that you are actually a multi-million dollar brand um, yes. that is carried um, nationwide and also in 150 retail locations across the world. So it's pretty, it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> yes, yes, definitely. <laughs> I forget that sometimes, but yes, I am. <laughs> we are. <laughs> so I'd love for you to share more about your personal story. What led you to, to start Allocate Naturals like... You know, where did it all come from? 
Um, so originally I started Alakey Naturals when I did my big chop. Um, that really is what led me to documenting my journey on YouTube with being natural. Um, I went natural in 2008 and I started vlogging and sharing my journey in 2009. Um, this is before when YouTube first launched and I really was at that point just looking for a creative outlet to do something other than, you know, work. I was going to, um, school, getting my, um, degree, my bachelor's degree in business, um, marketing at the time. And I was working, delivering newspapers with my husband at night. We were finding all sort of ways to financially put our way ourselves through college. I was working as a CNA and I was also waiting tables at Olive Garden as well. So YouTube was my creative outlet and was also a great way for me to share all the things that I was learning about my natural hair. Um, so I did all of these things in between classes and juggling life and you know, after being, after being natural for a while and, you know, really focusing on loving and embracing my natural hair, I wanted to be able to help other women to do the same thing. And after I decided to do a second big chop and really go extremely chemical free, meaning no coloring of my hair or anything, um, I decided that I couldn't find the products that I needed on the shelf. So I needed to create the products that I wanted because I strongly believe that, you can have natural and organic beauty products and have that luxury and also still keep it affordable and the products really needed to work. So that's how I created um, Alake Naturals. And my first um, product that I ever created, I didn't um, have the budget. I didn't actually, I had no money um, to be able to do it. So what I did was I told my husband, you know, everyone on YouTube is seeing my hair grow back super fast and they keep asking me, um, you know, what products I'm using. And I'm like, babe, I just want to make a couple bottles of this growth oil so I can share it with my subscribers who are asking. And, you know, that'll be it. And my husband, Damon, is super supportive. So he was like, yeah, sounds good. No problem. But don't forget, we have rent due next week. So <laughs> as long as you're not taking the money from that, then it should be fine. So me being the person that I am, I always think that, you know, where there's a will, there's a way. So I picked up and, well, I bribed someone at work to give me their shifts at Olive Garden that weekend. <laughs> and I was like, I'll give you mine next week, you know, or I'll work this extra shift for you. So I was able to pick up a couple extra shifts. I made um, $100 in tips that night. And that's what I used to actually um, start Allocate Naturals. So I used that to purchase my first set of bottles and ingredients to get started. And that is such an incredible story. And for, you know, the ladies who are listening that don't know, don't know what the big chop is, that's basically when you cut your hair off and let it grow out in its natural state without any chemical processing or anything like that, right? Yes, agreed. And I just wanted to go back to a couple of things you said where you talked about you and your husband were putting yourselves through college and you're basically doing what it it took to do that. You were working as a CNA, you were waiting tables, you were delivering newspapers, you were getting aggressive with being able to go out and achieve your goal. And I love that. I love that dedication. I love the fact that um, you you talked about the hustle because a lot of times when people um, hear about these multi-million dollar businesses or they hear the backstory of these successful entrepreneurs, you know, there's not a lot of focus on the difficult part. It's, you know, it becomes very glamorized. Yes. And, you know, you are a perfect example that it takes work to become successful. It takes work to achieve your goals. And even though at that time you didn't know you were going to be making the hair products, you knew that your goal was getting yourself through college and you did what it what it was going to take in order for you to accomplish that goal. So that's amazing. 
Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. <laughs> so you started your business with a hundred dollars and, yes. you know, a lot of people think that you need a lot of money to start a successful business, but you started with $100, right? Yes. And you mentioned that you used um, that for, that first hundred dollars to buy a few products to, to basically launch the beginning, the early stages of Allocay Naturals, right? Yes. So once you spent that first hundred dollars, right, where did you get more money to grow? And I think, you know, the reason why I ask this question, because a lot of times people can't, it's hard to make the association between one hundred dollars and a multi-million dollar company, which is where you are right now. Right. Yeah. So how did you kind of if you can walk us through step by step, like what did that hundred dollars enable you to do next in terms of getting income and creating more products in your business? Of course. So um, one of the things that for us was extremely important, and this is for Damon and I both, was um, because we came from humble beginnings ourselves. I was my husband and I were both born in Jamaica, um, raised in Jamaica. He came to America when he was around 20 and I came to America when I was nine. But I always went back and forth between home um, multiple times a year. So we come from humble beginnings. We know what it is to be able to make do with what you have and make greatness with what you have. Um, we also knew that because we weren't raised or came from a family that had money, um, we wanted to make sure that everything we did with our finances did not put us in debt. And that was the same approach that we took with starting our business as well. Um, you know, we didn't have access to capital. There was no rich auntie or grandma to call. (laughs) You know, there was no one that's going to invest in this idea in the beginning. So we knew we had to be able to sustain based on whatever revenue we were going to make. So our approach was this. Um, it started off with my approach because my husband really joined on and started being more part of the business once it got bigger. Mm-hmm. So my concept was I took the $100 and again, because I had made a couple bottles of the growth oil for myself using ingredients that I had in my kitchen, using ingredients that I could source locally here in Florida, I knew what I needed to actually make the bottles for other people. Um, I didn't have enough money to buy in bulk. So with that $100, I went online and I purchased um, a couple bottles, couple bottles with um, lids. And they had these little, you know, red lids that would fall off. At that point, I wasn't focused on getting into too much of the detail about pretty packaging or anything fancy. I just knew I needed bottles that had an applicator tip and I didn't care what it looked like. I just needed it to be able to work um, and I needed to be affordable. The oils that I purchased, I was able to get a lot of them locally, um, you know, with in grocery stores, through herbal stores, and then also purchasing some online as well. And then with labels, there was no one that was going to design labels. I didn't have a logo. I had nothing like that. Um, so what I I did was I went to Staples and I purchased um I purchased a pack of Avery labels. So literally the Avery address labels, but the bigger ones. And I used the printer that was at home, which we had this printer that was holding on for dear life that we would use to print our <laughs> <laughs> we would use it to print our homework. And at that time it wasn't even printing in color. Um, but we printed on that printer and applied the the label and that was it. So there wasn't um, fancy packaging. I'm more so focused on the the money that we had going into the ingredients themselves because I knew in the beginning quality was what I wanted. Um, so once we put that um, online, I already had an Etsy store that was running. So that's one of the things a lot of people don't know is I had an Etsy page that actually still exists. It's just on private now. It's called Nayamani Chic. And Nayamani Chic was my first business in college. Well, 
second. We did customer service, but um, we were, I used to make handmade earrings and jewelry. So mm-hmm. I would buy these like, you know, earrings and stuff at the beauty supply store in bulk and I would wrap them with yarn and make really cool designs. So I already had those earrings that were selling on Etsy. And so when I decided to make, um, the growth oil, I took the couple, the 10 bottles I made, I put it on my Etsy store in this little section that said growth oil, 10 bottles available. And I actually forgot that I put it up there. And I came home from class a couple days later and they were sold out completely. And I was getting angry messages. People were <laughs> like, you said you were going to make oils for us. I didn't get here in time. You need to make some more. So Demond was like, um, I thought this was a one-time thing. I'm like, but babe, I made the promise. So I need to make more. So, you know, it was really cool because all we did was, well, at the time we didn't realize it was called bootstrapping, but all we did was put the money we made from that first um, 10 bottles selling and put it back into the business. And I put it into a separate, um, a separate account. And then once that made more money, we kept, kept recycling it through the business and through the brand. Um, this year in July, my company is going to be celebrating nine years in business. And although it has been extremely difficult and it has, you know, made our growth a little bit trickier than other people's and other, you know, a lot of our competitors, we at this point are still operating as a debt-free business. That same hundred dollars is the same money that we've been able to cycle through to grow us to where we are now. Oh my God. I love it. I love the fact that you have built a business on no debt and I'm a huge fan and a huge advocate of that. Um, I talk to my audience all the time about small business being one of the ways through which you can, you know, build your wealth and grow your income exponentially, which is what you have done. And A lot of times, a lot of pushback I get is around, well, I need to get a credit card to fund the business. I need to get um, a loan or I only have $50. I only have $100. It's not enough. But you have made it work. You're a perfect example of you can start small and you can start with what you have and you can build something that is incredibly successful. And I love the fact that you talked about you didn't focus on perfection. You weren't worried about the perfect bottles or having the perfect label or having, you know, the perfect website. You started small and you did the best that you could do with what you had. And I think, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that your authenticity kind of shone through in that because, you know, when when people well, just me as a consumer, when I buy a product I've never heard about, I look at how genuine and how authentic the seller or the business is coming across as. And a lot of times I'll overlook what is not perfect about, you know, their business. But some people feel like, well, I have to be as perfect as, you know, the biggest businesses out there, but you're comparing yourself to the wrong thing, right? You should be focused on putting out your best product, being honest and authentic, being transparent. And the people who love you for what you do will love you for what you do. And they'll come back and be like, oh my God, where are the oils? You sold out. You said you were making more. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And you know what? I, one of the things I'm not sure about though, is I wonder if that lack of pressure came from the fact that social media was not as prevalent. That's true. Um, Yeah. During the time, I mean, of course we had YouTube, which was now growing, but there wasn't this like Instagram and Facebook, there wasn't this constant hit in the face of seeing the (laughs) success. You know what I mean? Like, you know, constant thing of you're seeing the success of another competitor or seeing the success of every single step this person makes, you're seeing it. And, you know, a lot of people will absorb it. So I think like 
what's important is exactly what you said. First of all, people need to start where they are and don't get so hung up on the perfection. You have to get started. You can perfect your craft and your business and your brand as you go. And don't be so hard on yourself. You're creating something that once you create something that you know is your best based on your current financial limitations, then that's all you can do. I think it's important that people, if possible, as much as you can, test out your business to see if it's going to be financially viable. Mm -hmm. When you start with all of this capital, people get so hung up on photo shoots and video shoots and the logo and all this. And you forget that a lot of that needed to go into the actual creation of your product. Also, if you're starting with limited resources, you're going to hustle because you know that in order for you to eat the next day, you have to be able to get up and you have to be able to work. Sometimes that that financial cushion gets you a little bit comfortable. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love everything you said. I'm completely here for it. And, <laughs> you know, going back to the point you made on social media, this is something that I've talked about on the podcast a couple of times. And I always tell people, you know, social media, we live in this day and age where the pressure is real, where there is this big promotion of perfection. Right. And you really have to kind of pull yourself back into yourself and focus on what it is you want to accomplish. And, you know, I'm the kind of person that when I'm focused on my goals and I'm trying to accomplish something, if there's something that's completely distracting me or making me feel less of what I am, I'm going to mute and block (laughs) and unfollow. And that's what I encourage everyone to do. And like what you said, focus on the authenticity of your product, focus on being, of putting out your best and promoting your best. And, you know, the people who are meant to be for you will be for you. So that's really, really great advice. Agreed. So, So I wanted to segue into, you know, just... Over the last nine years as a business owner, um, what have been some of your biz- your biggest challenges building this multi-million dollar business? Um, I would definitely say scaling our business um, has been a significant challenge, especially with limited financial resources. Um, we have been in the position where we've been... Um, We've been approached by um, an investor um, prior to the things like three or four years ago. Um, we've been in, approached by you know multiple people who would love to be able to invest in our business, but we've just never felt as if it was the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also weren't sure as far as like what direction we wanted to go as you know with that. So really, it's been difficult in the sense of scaling. Of course, you need you know access to. Um, large amounts of capital to be able to grow your business, whether it's being able to buy, um, you know, buy um, uh, material. I'm sorry, it's Monday. Um, whether it's being able to, you know, buy material, <laughs> <laughs> buy material or anything in bulk, um, whether it's being able to, you know, purchase machinery that's needed to be able to increase production and cut costs. So I would say those have been some of the challenges that we have faced. Um, we obviously have been able to overcome them. It just took a lot longer than it would have if we had access to, um, to the resource, the financial resources that were needed. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say that was the biggest. But going back to what you said, when you have those limitations, you know, specifically around capital, then you're more incentivized and motivated if you really want the success to buckle down and manage that little bit of money you have in the best way that you possibly can. And you trim the fat and you get lean, but what you're trying to accomplish. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And it helps you to stay focused. Like we have no regrets at all. Like we look at it and sometimes we take a step back and, 
you know, I know there's a lot of fast and rapid growth brands um, and our competitors that are out there now. We've been able to see some companies accomplish what took us in nine years. They've been able to accomplish with three years because they have, you know, investors or they were able to pull money from their previous careers, um, you know, whatever the case may be, or they're extremely in debt, you know, trying to do mm-hmm. it. And we don't focus on that. We just more so look at, okay, well, look how far we have come and, you know, look at the fact that we've been able to do this with limited resources. And now we are, you know, on the way to domination, you know, in this. <laughs> so we're definitely one of those silent, um, silent brands in a sense that, you know, what we're capable of, we haven't really shown everything, but everything in due time, you can't do it all today. Yeah. And I, I love that approach. You know, your, your silence speaks volumes. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. So what would you say have been your biggest successes in business so far? I know you've uh, had a lot. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, looking back and, and again, saying, you know, with us, without us even having the huge advertising and marketing budget that majority of our competitors do, we've still been able to be extremely successful in this industry. Um, I would say some of our biggest successes have been launching Allocate Naturals into Target, Um, which was my very first major retailer that I signed. Um, Super, super excited about it. And it just completely changed changed our business. Um, Also launching into CVS, both of those combined have really been able to enable our brand to expand um, to its reach. And we still have much more um, growing to do. Um, And also I've been able to use this amazing platform that, you know, my company and being successful has created to not only be able to educate women on the importance of natural ingredients in our beauty regimen, but also to remind women of how, you know, beautiful they are naturally. And then also from the women empowerment aspect of it, showing other women that I've been able to grow multiple business ventures with limited capital and, you know, being a a woman who doesn't come from an affluent background and still being able to build generational wealth, um, Mm -hmm. to create a legacy that I can pass down to my son and my daughter. My son is five and my daughter's eight weeks old. Um, so, you know, that generational wealth is extremely important for me and my husband and, not only being able to create that, but also being able to show others that they're able to create it too. And then finally, I would say creating and coining the term, the lock method, um, has been really awesome for me. Um, it's an innovative hair care routine. Um, it to help people to learn how to protect, um, style and seal the moisture in their natural hair. And I created that term on the whim did a video about it to educate the industry, just thinking it's just another thing that I was sharing with the world. And it's just completely gone viral in the industry. And it has now become a staple in hair care. And it's really awesome to know that that's something that came from me. I love it. I love that you went from, um, you know, having this little simple idea from $100 to now becoming an industry leader. That's incredible. Thank you. <laughs> and congratulations on your new baby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
That's amazing. Um, I'm totally with you on generational wealth. That's one of my big financial goals for myself and my family. And, you know, it's just really, really important, you know, just because you don't come from an affluent background, just because you may not have gotten, you know, and this is for my general audience, just because you may not have gotten a ton of financial education growing up doesn't mean that you can't now set the stage for your family and for your children and for your children's children. So that's really important. And I'm, I'm so glad that you have a clear focus, you know, now that you're this successful, you have a clear focus on what you want your success to be able to help you attain. And that's really, really, really important. Thank you. So, Rochelle, your business has allowed you to achieve some major financial success, right? And I'd love for you to define, now that you're in this place, what is what does success mean to you? And what are some of the things that it affords you? How does it feel? Um, I would say, well, what it feels like is freedom in the sense of not having to worry about the day-to-day or um, next paycheck, next day, you know, is my lights, are my lights going to be on today? Mm-hmm. You know, or is my water going to get cut off today? Am I going to be able to pay my cell phone bill? You know, again, my life before this was a broke college student. So that's what, you know, that's what I was used to. That's what, you know, became my husband and I's norm as we were putting ourselves through school. So now not having to worry about bills just in itself, um, is an amazing feeling that that in itself makes a lot of this worth it. Um, and I know that that may seem small, but again, I did not come from a background where, you know, having your lights on and knowing that next month you'll be able to pay your rent was the norm, mm-hmm. um, as simple as it may seem to others. Um, but for us now, you know, our life is just totally different. So, you know, materialistic wise, I would say, you know, we're able to purchase all of our dream cars. So that's kind of, you know, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, okay, I got my, my Range Rover and my husband is like, wait a minute, like you deserve this. And it's so funny though, like coming from, it's, it's a mentality change and it's been, I have to be honest with you, it has been quite difficult. It wasn't until about two years ago that I allowed myself to finally be comfortable in my new financial status. Mm -hmm. Um, I refused to buy my buy a new car. I was driving the same car since college, and yes, my products were in Target making millions, and we're in the <laughs> store, and we're in that store, and I was still driving my Dodge Charger from college, and I refused. And Demond is like Rochelle, we can afford this, and I'm like, no, I'll be fine. It runs, it's good, and he's like, dude, you're a CEO of one of the biggest brands, and I'm like, I guess. So I still didn't do it, and funny enough, he surprised me and pulled up to our Allocate Naturals headquarters with my Range Rover brand new truck. And he was like, here you go. Cause you weren't going to do it. And I'm like, <laughs> but you know, again, just, I mean, and being able to just buy a hundred thousand dollar truck like that without batting an eye is just like, okay, wow. Um, and then also like, so my husband of course has his car hobby. We've been able to start, um, we're starting building, um, end of this year, we're actually going to be building our home in Jamaica, um, which is a, a major deal for us. And by the end of summer, we're purchasing a home for my grandparents um, as well in Jamaica. So that is also really good. Um, we, of course, own our home here in America, which was also a major, you know, a big deal Um being the only second person in this side of our family to actually purchase a home outright. Um, so these things may seem small to others, but again, to us, um, is, is really amazing. And then our vacations and our trips are really fun. 
Um, I can just spin a globe and say, this is where I want to go in the world. And we pack up our kids and we just go and not, you know, have to bat an eye. So it being able to work hard and, um, get to where you want to in life allows you the freedom to literally do anything that you want to do. And it really makes it worth it. Those hard years of sacrifices, us eating, you know, canned meat mixed with rice. (laughs) We ate corned beef and rice, sardines and rice, anything with rice, you know, for years (laughs) in college, we were just like, okay, we're just going to, you know, pull everything back and just live as humble as possible. And now it's worth it. And for, you know, for us and our children, knowing that both of my children, including my daughter, who was only born eight weeks ago, have a college fund already established that, it doesn't matter where they want to go to school. Mm -hmm. They have that ability to, and it's already paid off before they even reach age five. So just, you know, those are a couple of the things that I think has just made it, um, you know, really great for us. That's incredible. And this is what the other side of, you know, this is what financial success looks like on the other side. You know, so a lot of women who listen to this podcast are in the space where they're just putting their heads down and they're working as hard as possible to do really well in their careers, pay off their debt, start saving, start investing, start launching their businesses. And sometimes, you know, I have lots of conversations about people in the motions, even myself of building my own businesses, being in the motions. I'm like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you know, but like the reward, the outcome is incredible. If you just stay the course and you follow through like you, I'm just going to go back and remind everybody what you said. You are working as a CNA. You are Mm -hmm. in college. You are waiting Mm -hmm. tables. You're delivering Mm -hmm. newspapers and you are starting a brand new business. You didn't just land into, you know, the front seat of that Range Rover. (laughs) (laughs) You, You worked really hard for it. So it's something I want everyone listening to recognize that there is nothing that replaces the hard work, but at the the outcome can be so, so incredible, just like Rochelle just described now. Yeah. And, and for your listeners, I want them to like, I want you ladies um, who are listening um, to just get focused and dig your head down in the ground, dig your head down in the sand. It is okay for you to, to have tunnel vision for a while and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. I, I saw this quote the other day online that says you have to be able, you have to be willing to live a few years of your life the way that no one else would to be able to live the rest of your life the way that um, a few can. So get focused. You have to make those sacrifices and you have to not even just think about what the outcome is going to be. Just think about, okay, well, why did I start and why am I doing this? And every single day you have to get up with that motivation. And as far as juggling all of our life things, the real world life stuff out of the entrepreneur world that are going to pull you in 50 directions. You have to find the time to work on your brand and your business um, as much as as much as you can. So just like you're saying, okay, well, I'm working my nine to five from nine to five. What are your clockable hours that you're going to do for your business and your side hustle? Because that's the only way that it's going to go from a side to be able to go to your main source of income. But all of this didn't happen overnight. And just like you said, you know, all of this came with sacrifice and hard work. And now it makes me appreciate it even more because why I earned it, you know, Absolutely. And, you know, one thing you talked about was, you know, driving your car because you had to make that mindset mindset shift, driving your car from college, even though you you were 
in this place where you're already super successful. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I had a podcast episode with another great guest, um, maybe like three or four episodes ago. And we talked about how to become deserving of your financial success. And it's Mm -hmm. something that a lot of women actually struggle with where we get to that space where we start to do really well. But we're kind of like, uh, 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 uh. Yes, yes. But it's it's working to overcome that and understand that you've worked so hard for this. You mm-hmm. deserve this. And sometimes as women, we kind of like beat ourselves down or we may feel like, OK, I don't want to seem like I'm trying to be this kind of way or show off yes. or, you know, what if something happens? But you have worked so hard and you have to reward yourself. Right. You you, you just have to. It's, it's it's part of what all your hard work was for. So well done on getting your card that you deserve, that you paid for in cash. And also a huge applaud to you for um, owning your homes outright. That is so incredible. Thank you. You are total financial goals for everybody listening. <laughs> Right thank you so much thank you I I you know I'm, I'm sometimes told like on the outside people are like Rochelle you don't share you don't share as much you know I don't really post certain things that I have mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like but it's just because I'm just I think that I'm gonna have to go back and listen to that episode of your podcast and I'll email it to you make sure yeah please <laughs> please do like please please do that's that phase and stage in my entrepreneurship life and life as a woman that I'm currently going through is being more comfortable in you know, enjoying my successes and things that I've earned because I've earned a lot, but I'm just, you know, Mm -hmm. feeling that worth, like you've said. So that's, that's really, really awesome. I'm really happy that you all and your audience get to discuss topics like this. I'm impressed. Yay. Oh, and I was going to mention to those of you listening, like, Rochelle's face is going to look really familiar to you because you've seen her on YouTube. (laughs) I've actually watched a few of your videos and you have over 15 million views on your YouTube channel. So if you're into hair and you have hair on your head and you've looked for a video on YouTube, you've probably seen Rochelle on YouTube. And I'm gonna Aww, I'm gonna share I'm gonna share that in the show notes. <laughs> okay, so what three pieces of advice would you give uh, another entrepreneur who's starting from the bottom with nothing, like you were way back then, yes. um, hoping to achieve your level of financial success? Um I would say the first thing is time is money. Um, Time management is key. That will open so many doors to your business as it grows. So I need you to make sure that you're managing your time as if it is a stack of money that is sitting in front of you. You need to map out your time, map out your day, map out your weekly goals, and make sure that you're staying on top of it because not being productive will definitely keep your brand stagnant or really limit your growth. Um, I would say know your industry um, and make sure that you have a vision. So don't allow yourself to get caught up or get lost in um, get lost in the current industry that you're entering in. I think one of the advantages that my brand had um, being able to skyrocket to the top the way that we did was almost the fact that I did not... Um, I didn't focus too much on how any of my competitors did it, how they reached to where they were. I wanted to bring something new to the industry. So know who your competition is and know who your industry is, but also know what your initial vision and reason is for getting into the industry. So you're able to bring something new and not get so caught up in the flow of of the, the salmon sea. You know, everyone's mm-hmm. swimming way. So you're going to jump in and just swing up, swim along with them. If you're going to do this, you need to bring something new. And then the final thing is 
be financially wise. Um, so first thing is, of course, make sure you keep listening to this Clever Growth um, podcast. Forever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the finances part of it is so important. Like a lot of women are just so afraid to talk about it and talk about money or make sure that they can, they have their financial education in place. But know what you're going to do with every single dollar that you make. And don't get so excited in the beginning when you start making money that you're going to take all of it and spend it. Mm -hmm. Every single thing that you do financially with your business needs to make sense. And don't let other people pressure you into thinking that you're being too frugal or being too cheap on certain things. Certain things you don't cut corners on is, of course, your branding, but everything in due time. But again, every dollar you make, you need to make that dollar work for you. Great, great tips. And, you know, one that stands out the most to me is stop caring what people think. You know, like focus on you, like you said, put your head down in the sand and do the work and just focus on what you're trying to achieve. Awesome advice. Thank you. Thank you. So I wanted to kind of like, before I let you go, I have a couple of quick questions for you. Yeah. Number one is what is your favorite business book? Um, I would say strangely enough, the 50th law by 50 Cent and Robert Greene. Okay. Um, I like it because um, I'm actually in the middle of right now of reading The 48 Laws of Power, um, also from Robert Greene. And I'm trying to, um, you know, get into like that book. But one of the things that actually led me to that book was actually the 50 Cent book, which was absolutely amazing. So Robert Greene brings the more um, intellectual business corporate side of things with the 50th laws. Um, And so you're following it along and you're thinking of ways that you can apply it to your business and to your brand. And then you hear 50 Cent's input of it, that he's able to give examples of his life growing up on the streets. And so it gives that real world kind of like gutter, you know, not so <laughs> side of it. So it's two different worlds coming together, a street life and a business life with really awesome and amazing tips that help with leadership and just business knowledge and know-how and being able to, um, just grow your business, but me, you know, being strategic with it. So I really, really like that one. And like I said, I'm now in the middle of, um, listening to the 48, um, laws of power, I believe. And then my next book is going to be blue ocean strategy. Oh my God. That's on my list. I've been listening to listening to a bunch of podcasts where, um, the, one of the writers has been talking and I just, I'm obsessed with, um, the entire conversation and the entire idea of, you know, having a blue ocean strategy in your business. Yes. So I'm going to, yes. I'm going to add those links, everyone. So the 50th law, the laws of power, 48 laws of power and the blue ocean yes. strategy. And I have to check out, I keep seeing every time I'm in a bookstore, I see the 40, 48 laws of power, but I just, yes. I haven't picked it up yet. <laughs> yeah. I, it's funny. Like I, I follow them. If you follow them on Twitter, um, the author, whoever runs the books page, they actually put out um, the laws, they post one every single day, which is kind of oh, fun. Because, I'm gonna yeah, follow. it's really kind of cool because whenever you have read the book or you've listened to it, you've already had that instilled in you. And so every day you're getting random reminders. But I'm telling you that 50th law with Robert Greene and 50 cents is completely mind blowing. And I absolutely, absolutely enjoyed it. And I just thought it was a really good perspective, um, really added to, you know, the conversation, just some aspects and things that I've never thought about. So it really helps you to work on your leadership and then also being able to, you know, with business, you're walking into an industry with, 
a lot of, you know, scary things that can happen. And mm-hmm. sometimes it's really, it's sometimes not as easy to be able to decipher, like, you know, who is for you and who isn't. So mm-hmm. this book is able to offer some insights on how to do that as well. So yeah, I loved it. <laughs> I'm adding that to my two by list. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll, like I said, I'll link all these in the show notes for everyone who's interested. So Rochelle, what is your Clever Girl superpower? <laughs> and it, it can't be making fabulous hair products because we already know that. <laughs> um, I would say, um, I would just say overall, being able to create really amazing brands very quickly. Um, so I, I just, I'm a think out of the boxer. So I decide I'm going to do something and I just go for it. I just do it. And I just, I create amazing things. And yeah, I just, yeah. I create amazing brands. Let's just claim it like that. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Amazingly fabulous brands very quickly. (laughs) And I'd love for you to share how people can keep in touch with you, learn more about you. Um, Okay. So I would say if people want to learn more about me or keep in contact with me, you can find me on Instagram as BlackOnyx77, on Facebook as BlackOnyxWorld. My main company, because I have five brands, but my biggest brand and the one we've discussed on this is Allocate Naturals. So you can check that out at AllocateNaturals.com. And if you go to my website, BlackOnyxWorld.com, which is going to be relaunching at the end of this week, you're going to be able to find out more about my other brands, such as Rise Woman Empowerment Conference, um, also Mogul University, which is a um, business platform for um, millennial entrepreneurs that I'm going to be providing courses on, and just any of the other projects that I'm working on as well. Amazing. I'm excited to share. And by the way, thank you so much for the profile you did on me um, around female entrepreneurs. Yes, you're welcome. That was amazing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you very much. You're welcome. And I appreciate your time. You know, I'm sure they're going to, my audience is going to love listening to this episode. You dropped so many really, really incredible gems. So thank you so much, Rochelle. I appreciate it. Thank you so, so much for having me. And I look forward to speaking to you all again soon. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to this week's episode. And if you have, please be sure to subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. And you can also listen to episodes and watch videos on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. And finally, if you have a moment and you love what you've been listening to, head over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast so that other amazing women just like you can find the podcast as well. I'll talk to you guys on the next episode.